0: If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now no judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at wwwdonteaco forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay. Back to the episode. So when they show physical, emotional, or even financial abuse, you stay because your inner child is saying, oh, this is familiar. Let's stay. Why? Because you've done this before. Hi, loves. I'm Dantea Mitchell-Hunter, your new fave self-worth therapist, and this is Detox Therapy. Quick note, even though I'm a fully licensed therapist, this show is not a replacement for therapy. If you find yourself needing a therapist, definitely search for one in your area. Now, if you want to work with me though, and you live in Washington, Georgia, or DC, then please go to my website at soiresintherapy.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So I'm really excited about today. <laughs> I feel like I say I'm excited about every episode and it's because it's true. So I'm really excited today because we finally have our first listener letter. Pew, pew, pew. My hope is that my editor puts in like applause and <laughs> or cheers or something around that part. So the the question that we received, it says, do you think people who need family therapy go on to have shitty relationships with people they aren't related to? My quick answer, yes. <laughs> How do I know this? Because I've been there. Because that was me. So let me first give some psychoeducation around our listeners' question. So relationships are formed during childhood, right? If you grew up in a household where your parents silenced you, wanted children to be seen and not heard, anytime you had questions and you were shut down or even told like the famous line, because I said so. Or maybe you were just slapped in the face for even asking a question because your parents thought that you were talking back. Sound familiar? So what ends up happening is you become familiar with these dynamics. You understand that to keep the peace, you need to not ask questions. You need to go along with what is being asked and told of you. And try your best not to make waves, right? And so even though you want to be heard, loved and seen, it's just not worth the blowback from your caregivers, right? It's not, it's just not worth trying to actually carve out space for yourself because you know that if you try to ask more questions, because you know that if you try to speak up, because you know that if you try to actually get what you're seeking, it's going to be shut down or you may be yelled at for even making such requests, right? So how does it go from here to shitty adult relationships? Well, we oftentimes subconsciously seek out those same relationships, really the same dynamic, the same trauma bond, this can be within romantic relationships and friendships. So I'm not sure if the listener is referring to shitty romantic relationships or shitty non-romantic relationships. So I'll talk about both of them because more than likely, if you're having shitty partners, you are having shitty friendships too. I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest. So, Going back to the childhood example, being used to being silenced, making ourselves damn near perfect to not get into trouble and being told our voice doesn't matter, we seek that out in our adult relationships, okay? So we seek out people who like to be the only one talking in the room. We we seek out people who have short tempers and don't want to be challenged or even invited to see something in a different way. And so When they show physical, emotional, or even financial abuse, you stay because your inner child is saying, Oh, this is familiar. Let's stay. Why? Because you've done this before. You've been in situations where you had to silence yourself. You're a pro at that. Check. Silence myself. Done. Got it. Check. You've been in situations where if you asked for more clarity, more quality time from parents, from caregiver, more anything, right? More food, maybe seconds, right? You were told you were being too much. So you know how to be content with just the minimum. So the real shitty part is we stay in these adult relationships for years. For years. That's the real shitty part. Even though you may want to leave, it's hard because this dynamic is familiar, right? This, this, um, silencing yourself, this shaming yourself, this, um, Not asking for more parts of yourself is making yourself smaller. It's very familiar for you. Remember that inner child is very familiar versus a healthy, balanced and respectful relationship is just unknown territory. And it's scary because you haven't experienced that before. This also touches on the question that I get asked a lot. How do I keep ending up dating the same guy? Which I can talk more about in another episode. So if you want me to talk more about that, please write in and let me know that you want to hear that up next maybe. So here's my advice to start curving those shitty relationships. Wait, do people still say curved? (laughs) Number one, recognize if this new relationship feels familiar like even in the early stage the first 24 hours stage look for am i being silenced am i silencing myself because that happens too right like before we before we give this person a chance to silence us we will do it for them so here's an example i've done this before like <laughs> been there so i was dating a guy And during our first sleepover, I was playing music and assumed he'd think it was too loud. So I anxiously asked, oh, is my music too loud? Uh, It's too loud. I know. I know it's too loud. And I went ahead and turned it down. Actually, did I turn it down? I think I might have just turned it off, right? Just like, Already in that space of, oh, this person thinks I'm doing too much. This person thinks anything I do is too much. Let me just make myself small and turn to music. Blah, blah, blah Right? Like, right? And didn't even give him a chance to respond because I don't need him to respond because I already know what he's gonna say because of my familiar dynamics in these situations. Right? So, number two, if you're interested in family therapy, I'd highly encourage you to seek out an individual therapist first. So you can have one-on-one support before entering the advanced level of family therapy. And I'm speaking from direct experience, like the shit gets intense (laughs) real quick. And so we, it's very similar to couples work, right? So I work with couples as well. And as a lot of us couples therapists or a lot of us therapists who see couples, we recommend that the individuals themselves get individual therapy. Because for the couple, we're working, we're looking at the whole couple as a unit. So same with family. So if I'm working with a family, I'm looking at the family as a unit. I'm still seeing the individuals, right? However, my focus is the family. So I'm not going to be giving specific individual one-on-one, a full-on-in-depth inner workings with the individual, so if you want family therapy, I'd highly recommend you start, actually, that you start with the individual therapist so you can work with that person to help you uh, self-regulate and ground yourself and understand your position, your role, and everyone else onto you and maybe set up boundaries, right? So then when you go and enter into the family therapy, you already have some coping skills and grounding techniques and maybe a clearer mind on what your actual goal is to be in a family therapy situation. Hmm. Look at me. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I would highly recommend. I've done it. I've done family therapy, baby, baby. (laughs) Trust me when I say. Okay. So, and the third one, the final one I'm going to say is give yourself grace. Grace is everything. If after listening to this episode and you realize, oh shit, like, I'm dating my mom or I'm dating a replica of my dad or my best friend's my mom or, uh, my best friend is a replica of my dad, right? Replica for both people. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Then just know that it's okay. Like, okay, so we realize this, um, not ideal. And now I see it. It's okay because we always need to start with awareness. Then changes can be made, right? So I've dated many people. That reflected my relationship with my mother, right? And of course you don't see it until you see it. And I can just say I continue to, um, cause based on my childhood, there's, there's been, there's been progress since then. And I'm just saying before the progress, um, within my family, before the progress, I would date people who weren't available emotionally, Ugh, couldn't get enough of those people, friends and people I dated. That's what I'm saying. I had I had many friends, many friends who were emotionally unavailable. They were emotionally immature, and so what it looked like was I can provide for them because that's what I was used to doing in my childhood. Right? I would I would um, tense my mother's emotions. And when it came to me having my emotions tended to, there wasn't any room for that. Um, and there wasn't any, any type of knowing of how to tend to my emotions, right? Yet my mom knew how to get her emotions met. And so I would unconsciously seek out friendships that didn't have that space. I remember I had a friend for years. Actually, I've, I've known her since, um, middle school. And anytime she would want to get on the phone, she would talk to me about some guy or a friend or whatever's going on and, you know, want support and advice and validation, all that kind of stuff for me. And then when it came to me being like, oh, okay, well, let me share what's going on with me. She would have to go. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to go. I can't talk about that right now, but we can talk later. What? And I stayed friends with her, uh, man, over 10 years. I know for sure over 10 years. Um, so once we identify it, give yourself grace and then we can start making changes and then you can seek out a therapist, right? And this is the changes I want to make. This is what I'm noticing about myself. Yeah. Okay. So did you get all of that? You're going to do great. I believe in you. You got this. Thank you loves for listening to this week's episode. If you're enjoying the show, it'd be really great if you could please rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Suarez and Therapy. To learn more about the services I offer, visit SoireesinTherapy.com. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, please send your question to Dantea at The answer might just become an episode.